Joe, what do you call an elf with earmuffs? What? It doesn't matter. See, he's wearing the earmuffs. He can't, oh, he can't right. hear you. He can't hear you. Okay. Want to try again? Sure. Joe. What? What do you call an elf with earmuffs on? What? It doesn't matter. He's wearing earmuffs. Is that better? Okay. Mm. Hey, are, are you just burnt out with Christmas? Because I'm getting fed up with Christmas already. I just want to find whoever invented Christmas and nail him to a cross. <laughs> wasn't his fault, really. It's not like he invented Christmas. <laughs> you know, nail him to a cross. I hear you. He the old to, Jesus. Yeah, I mean, my impression of Jesus being nailed to a cross. <laughs> it's more of a visual. Yeah. So, all right. Hey. Hi. I'm Jacques. I'm Joe. And sort of welcome to Carnival Personnel. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, today, as we record this, t- today is a podcast that will live in infamy. <laughs> because... It's December it's re- 7th. Yeah, it's December 7th. Or as I like to call this day, thanks, Biff. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah. See, because Biff is the one. I like how the audience is on a delay. You know, yeah, yeah. I'd say. Uh, let's see. What do we got here? So tomorrow, big day, Joe. You got you got plans tomorrow? You mean uh, last Saturday? Last Saturday. Uh, uh, <laughs> Whatever. Who gives yeah, a yeah. Shit? We're get... recording this on Friday. So, uh, so how was your Saturday? Uh, it was a fun time. You know why? Why was that? Because you were so kind to invite my family and I to your parents' house for your annual Christmas party. I I, I like how, first of all, you're giving me the credit for my house and my mom's, (laughs) and that you also made sure you threw in the caveat that we invited your family and me. (laughs) Right. You know. (laughs) And you. I just want to feel included. Uh, We will talk about it next week a little bit. Rank which... We're all we we we'll all fall as loudest at the party. Will I, will I crack the top five? My cousin Debbie will be there. I don't know if I know. Maybe I, I think I've met Debbie. I must. Have. You, yeah, you'll know. Is Dennis there? No, 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 he's not. No, no. But my brother. I'm trying to think of who else is loud. Trisha, Trisha, yeah, sister-in-law. Okay, you know, or as we like to call her Dottie Junior. <laughs> you know? Um yeah, but so, we don't like to name names on this podcast. Oh, I do. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. So my mom's been having this party maybe at least 30 years. And I think this is, uh, we'll, we'll be over 100 uh, people squeezed into the, the little the little shed. Wow. Okay. So yeah. there won't be room for presents, which I don't need to bring. Thank you. you. No, right. no. But there, but there will be room for a visit from Santa Ooh. and a magician that my mother keeps saying, Musician, and I'm like, <laughs> no, he's not playing songs unless you know he's a singing magician, right? And then she would be right, right? That's like peanut butter and chocolate, right there. A singing magician, exactly. Though you can't have two great tastes together, <laughs> not without shooting some. I don't know. Uh, so that was it. And then by the time we record our next podcast, you would have been to Uncharted and Lowell uh, a week from today. Yes. Um, to see, to see, uh, I cannot remember Nico with a K's band, uh, Gold Star Boulevard, Dan Cray and, uh, his backing band. Now, is all of this advertised on their website? I should be. <laughs> I really, I, I, I went to the Uncharted website, not the video game website, but the club in Lowell. I noticed anything uh, yeah. no, resembling. Well, well, they did ask if we had a Facebook, um, event. Thing that they could post, and I think one of the other bands did, but I, I didn't um, didn't put much effort. You know how much effort you put into reading the rundown <laughs> before we start this? Oh no, 
<laughs> I put in about as much effort. Uh, you know, we have a. Uh, like, so let's see, Dan and I have had like three practices in the last month. So this is literally a word of mouth thing, getting yeah. the word out. Like you know, it's, it only seats like it, the place only can hold like 99 people, can only hold, as I like to say, Gretzky people in the room. Um, and between the three bands, yeah, there should be 20 people. So <laughs> I mean, as you know, it's like I love jamming and it's a lot of fun to be you – know, between the podcast and Dan, those are the two things that keep me holding on, being back in this hellhole of snow and ice and uh Hey, it's been okay so far. It's you know, Kinda. but <laughs> but I uh but yeah, uh, you know, when I say Dan and I've had three practices in the last month, I'm being specific there because uh we're not a two piece any longer. <laughs> Although are we are but l- rumor rumor is uh we should have uh, our, our good friend Sean there tomorrow. Great. Well, we'll see. <laughs> well, uh, am I jumping the gun? We'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I am excited that you know. Again, we've added like Kenny Rogers "Ruby" into the set, so Ooh. looking forward to it. It's a great song. It really is a gut wrenching. I mean, it's like a dance song, but you know, right? Sung by a much more successful artist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sorry, Dan. Not to say that you're on. Unsu- right. well, you know, I've kind of put my foot in it. But- it's no. Yeah. I don't think you could hurt his feelings. Uh, okay. uh, either drunk or sober, you could, you know. Um, Is that a challenge? <laughs> Actually, Dan and I had a long talk about this, so I think he's been sober five or six years. Congratulations. And, and now his uh, his daughter just turned 14, and his wife's not a drinker by any means, but she, every couple of weeks she goes out with her friends, and she doesn't remember Dan being Dan, and recently told him, I was like, I wish you were more like, Dad and didn't drink so much. It's <laughs> like the irony. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's like the Twilight Zone ending that you don't want to hear. And so then Dan and I uh, had a you know pretty much heart to heart. It's like when his daughter gets to college, walks down the aisle, all bets are off. It's back to drinking. It's like it never held him back from having a job, having a house, being a, a dad. You know, most of the time and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, he's not fooling himself into thinking this is a forever thing. It's like you know, either she gets married and you know, he, he he's done his fatherly duty, and he you know, whole, you know, probably be sixty five, seventy by that point. It's a good run. And then right, exactly. I don't think sixty minutes have gone that long. <laughs> you know, <laughs> TV not, show. Not, not now. Right? <laughs> no, not with the latest. Uh, but yeah, but then, uh, and I. And I I'll be joining him. I think I'll get back into drinking after the kids are like, you know, out of college and married off. College? Yeah, to Ron, you know, <laughs> Trump University. We've gone down this road, you bastard. So the big the big news that I'm avoiding, uh, Avengers trailer came out. Have you I seen it? I did watch it this morning. And you are excited? Yeah. Endgame? It's called Endgame. One word. Not to be confused with Highlander 4. Endgame. There can be only one. I know. So I don't know which movie's going to win. <laughs> Probably Avengers. Uh, yeah, I saw like like fans guessing like you know the search for the search for uh, Stark was <laughs> was one that I liked. Uh, of course, I haven't seen a trailer. I I really hope not to. Um, but y- y- you excited? You everything uh, you thought it was going to be? Uh, I think it. Um, you know, with the cast that they have left. <laughs> I think it looks like it's going to be promising. It's an Avengers movie. They can't fuck it up. Like, it's been good 
to this point. It's the 10th anniversary of Marvel Studios. Um, it looks like it's going to be quite the the bang that they're going to go out on. It's so hard to end something like that. I mean, how many, you know, aside from the Bob Newhart show or Newhart? Newhart. Aside from Newhart, I mean, how many great TV endings are there? I mean, great TV endings. Lost, no. Battlestar Galactica, no. Yeah, there were only a handful of, you know, seminal, you know, talking about like MASH as a good ending. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, this will be fine. And it's probably not going to be an ending because it's there's always an open door for more movies. Oh, right. I mean, you're introducing, you just introduced the Black Panther, you know, in the last like two movies. You just uh, introduced, well, Miss Marvel, you know, so you're yeah. setting up. A different yeah, Marvel you have Captain universe. Marvel. You have uh, you still have Ant Man. You have all these other characters that have you know crawled out of the woodwork, so to speak. So it'll be fine. It's just it'll be kind of weird to not see potentially not see. Um, you know, maybe he'll do like a Wolverine and be appear in like seven more movies. But maybe Robert Downey Jr. is done after. Well, this. I think yeah, I think he's done. He, Captain America's done. Yeah. Um, Chris Evans, uh, as well as I think. Chris Hemsworth is done. I think Thor, Thor is done. I think Thor is done too. He's not coming back. Yeah. I'm trying to think who well, like Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. you know. Maybe she finally gets her own movie. <laughs> I think <laughs> she's the one without one. I know, seriously. You no, know, I, I finally did see Ant Man. It's okay. And then we talked about that. Yeah. You know, I mean I hadn't seen either Ant Man yet. I mean, I you know, funny thing is like I really like Paul Rudd, but mm. I just and it was okay. You know, I mean, we talked about it. The best part about the Ant Man and Wasp movie was the uh, the hidden scene. All right, yeah. You know, where where he's in the quantum zone or whatever. Spoilers. When uh, yeah, it came out eight months ago. You know? <laughs> uh, but that's like yesterday. Darth Vader. This yeah is Luke's father. Oh please. So we got that. All right, let's move on. Um, you excited about the Oscars? I'm never excited about the Oscars. You know who was excited about the Oscars yesterday? <laughs> Kevin Hart. He was very excited, uh, tweeting and Instagramming how this is a dream come true. He's finally made it. Uh, not so fast. Right. Yeah, it turns out, turns out that an yet another comic is haunted by old tweets. Uh, he was... Um, He's not a big fan of the gays. Not well. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna dial that back. No, him and he, Rock have a great relationship. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> I can't condone anything of that nature legally. Um, what was I going to say? Well, he yeah. In 2011, he had a an anti-gay kind of comment, and several prior to that, and then even in one of his routines, he said if he saw his kid growing up to potentially be gay, he'd knock it off. You have to nip it in the bud. You know, that was, uh, you know, uh, a, a while ago. People do change. People do grow. Um, but, you know, when it's the called, when it's, when it's, an, uh, you're hosting an event that's referred to as the gay Super Bowl, you maybe want somebody who's maybe. That's not the Tonys? Right. <laughs> the, the Tonys are more like uh, the gay Oscars. So, <laughs> so <laughs> this is the gay Super Bowl. I think also Billy Eichner, who, you know, Billy on the street, he's like a big comedian. Uh, he was like a huge, like, LGBTQ guy who was on social media and said, like, really, Oscars? You're going to have this guy, you know, who's got these sentiments? And, you know, it's like even just like 
his non-apology right off the bat, like him defending himself, which most comics of his generation will do. It's just like, you know, either double down or, you know, most comics who are worth anything, especially Kevin Hart, probably the most successful comedian of his generation, sold out, you know, football stadiums, um, movie, you know, he concert movies. You know, he's been in multi-million dollar blockbusters with The Rock and, um, you know, like he was in ju- the latest Jumanji. Um, you know, he, he did not apologize. He was saying, look, look, I'm... Why should he apologize for Jumanji? I thought it was fine. See what you're doing here? <laughs> he, uh, so, it, we, you know, but then afterwards he was like, oh, okay, I do apologize and... It was, but he bowed out. He, I don't know. How. His apology was: Who knew facts were so sensitive? Two, three, four. <laughs> I want to like dub in like a like a wind blowing sound effect, like, a, a tumbleweed going through. Yeah. Like, a, like it's just some sort of a hawk playing in the uh, Batman, whatever. But, Anyways, I mean, but yeah, but, but that's one of those things. It's like. Everybody has said something dumb before, or whatever. I mean, honestly, let's 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 not get out the Trump whistle yet. But seriously, Benedict Donald is is the the his tweets haven't come back to haunt him. He still gets to. Well, do we really want to compare anybody? No, to, to, no. To but Donald I mean, Trump? I mean, yeah, he hasn't had the most enlightened. But then again. And I don't want to defend it, but at the same time, if it's a joke or whatever, it's like... But it was more of a sentiment. I think it was sort of pointed out that, eh, okay, he might... A joke is one thing, but there was really like no... There was no nuance in his comments. He was just sort of like, no, it's like if my kid turns out that he's like wants to come home and play with dolls or something, you know, I'm saying, no, that's gay. Like there was no joke. It was just like no. It's just right. That was a sentiment. It was like well, like it, there was no nuance. There was no hey, I'm being the the old fashioned guy that, who thinks the old way. But I'm you know in real life I'm open to all people. No, he was just like, kind of like eh. you know. And also, and being in California, I didn't know this. It really surprised me, and I, I don't want this to come across like a blanket sweeping thing, like it is going to sound. But the black community is more anti-gay than I would have been led to believe. And one thing that I will never forget is it was called Proposition 8. It was on the same ballot with Barack Obama. And the it was something like, you know, black voters, it was like 65, 70% voted against gay marriage on the same ballot that Barack Obama became president, like in the, in the same breath. It's like, great, we finally get somebody in the White House. Oh, fuck these guys. You know, yeah. it's like, so, yeah. I mean, Kevin Hart is a product of probably, and I don't want to say that that makes it okay. Yeah. But we're a product of that generation. Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah. Seriously. I, I mean, mean, do you know how many F words I have to bleep out of this podcast just to make it on the air? Three. Yeah. <laughs> okay, give or take. And that's just me. <laughs> oh, but yeah, so uh, Kevin Hart, but... He backed down and he said he didn't want to be a distraction and whatever. That's uh, Now we're on the... The hunt is on. Who do you think is going to be the next host of the Oscars? Uh, next to right, I'm trying to think. It's between I really don't know and I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Except... Uh, I'm going to go with the great author Stephen King, not the guy who wrote Manuals, Manuals, Manuals <laughs> in the forward of that comedian's book, uh, uh-huh. but the Stephen King, the one in Maine, is really, really pushing for Patton Oswalt. Yeah. 
like more than any more than Pat Oswald is pushing. He's like <laughs> the guy loves movies. He's really funny. You know, he'd be perfect for I right. No would. skeletons in his closet. You know. <laughs> That we know of. That we know of. <laughs> Let him run for office. Yeah, Let exactly. All right. Well, then not, not, on, not on Twitter that uh, the uh, the layman can comb through. Yeah, yeah. He's always been on the right side of, you know, political correctness, if you will. I don't know, you know, but... And I, even when he's not, he makes it into his routine about how he can't keep up with the latest terms for transgender. And he's oh, yeah. He does have a great one about, you know, and I won't yeah. try to... Smirch or his good his good name by yeah. doing the routine, but he does have a couple great routines about that. You you have any thoughts towards it? No, I I I saw it coming. I saw as soon as people were starting to harp on that and knowing Kevin Hart ish, you know how how headstrong he is and how and he's a, he doesn't need the hassle. Like it going into this search for the Oscar host. There was an article, I think, in Hollywood Reporter or Variety that said, the Oscars are really having a tough time finding a host. The thankless job, you know? And it's just like, yeah, because everybody who goes into it, for the most part, comes out looking either like shit or they didn't do a good enough job. You know, Seth MacFarlane came in. He did, I think, a, a good job, you know, a funny job. But he was criticized for the misogynistic tone that, like, the opening number had. Do you remember his opening number? I do. And that's the thing. You're going to find... Every, you can't appease everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you can you can please some of the people most of the time, and most <laughs> of the people some of the time, but you can't please all the people all the time. Because last time you said you can fool all the people all, all the, the time. time. You know, and that's, that's a shame. I mean... McFarland, he was he was on the early he was a hell of the, ahead of the bell curve on that whole um, Harvey Weinstein, right? Right. I mean, years before, and he you know made public things about it, but yeah, somebody is going to be offended by something. So yeah, so I guess it'll either be like Ellen DeGeneres or you know I don't think Billy Crystal's alive. No, no he's, <laughs> and maybe they'll I don't know maybe they'll just go with like a. I want to say like Tiffany Haddish. Do you know who she is? She's the no. Okay, I don't know. she is a black uh, black comedian um, woman, and uh, she's sort of a darling of like the the award show circuit. I think she was actually presenting last year at the Oscars and like made a big splash. And I don't know. So well, who are the people who do the uh, Rose Bowl parade every year? Are, are, are those Gordon Tish? Are Gordon Tish available? I, think I they'd would be fantastic. Tim Meadows is available. I'll tell you that. You know, well, yeah. You know, you know how I know that. You oh. you said Tim Meadows. Oh, sure. Come <laughs> on, was... he's a nice guy. So last week we talked that uh, George Herbert Walker Bush's uh, health has taken a turn for the worst. This week, since we've talked about it a week ago, dude, it's been a week of like pomp and circumstance, and I get most of it. But today, however, I guess they flew his body from Washington back to Houston mm -hmm. and loaded it on some train that he liked that they painted the color of the Air Force One. As well. And so I'm driving and, uh, you know, I'm listening to the radio and a reporter was like, oh, we're getting a report. It should be driving by here. I'm like, I'm listening to the radio of somebody talking about a train driving <laughs> by. That's old school, man. That's that's. Um, Did you hear the bells of the train crossing? It was that vivid, and somewhere in the distance, I heard a dog barking. <laughs> it was, um, it was the the. 
Oh yeah, I'll say it. The highlight of the uh, is a, it wasn't a funeral. What do you call it? The a procession or like with a, all the the all the ex presidents sitting together. That was a that was a service. Yeah, it was a memorial Whoa. service. Mm-hmm. Could you, do you remember? That was like the Avengers of presidents. Dude, that was that was epic. That was an epic, colossal display of just how dysfunctional. I mean, literally how dysfunctional that fuck is. Mm-hmm. Like, even in these moments, what I love is like, this is the, help me with the word, evangelist or evangelical? Evangelical. Yet he was the only one of the presidents who didn't know the words to these hymns that were being sung. Not that he didn't know the words. He would not read the paper on which the words were printed. Could he read the words? I mean, he doesn't read. He doesn't read his briefings. Why would he read a goddamn hymnal? So he, you know, got the handshake from George W., got the awkward handshake from Barack. Um, and Michelle. And Michelle. The Clintons wouldn't look at him. Mm, not true. Bill gazed over. And you know what? There's a, there is a moment before they start shaking hands with the other presidents that Hillary Clinton looks over and gives a sort of um, an acknowledging nod toward the Trumps. Okay. And then when the handshake starts, that's when she's lasered laser into, yeah, laser focused into that podium. She is not turning her head. And he didn't go over and shake or even acknowledge Jimmy Carter. Right. Well, he was too far away. And he's old. Well, that's right. I mean, you're, he's 71. Jimmy Carter is like 904. <laughs> if you do the map. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't even... And, but just that whole... And every time people went up... And, and it was one of those things where people like... When they were talking about George Herbert honesty and integrity and war service and service to the country and philanthropy and all this other stuff. They landed on a little dick. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I think you're right. Do you think they were doing it in spite of the present I, I, company? I, I, think, I think maybe. No, I, 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 honestly, his body language kind of. No, I don't think they laid it on. to. I don't think they were there to troll Trump. I think they were there to genuinely honor a man that they may have revered and loved. How many pieces of candy at state funerals does W have to give Michelle before we forget about the Iraq war? Um, I don't think there's enough in Wonka's vault to but, satisfy. But you such saw a that whole thing, and it's, that was a, it's that was a, sort of a callback, right? And it's a funny little yeah. thing, but it's like, do no, don't media, media, because the guy there now is so horrific. Let's not forget, we're still in Iraq. We're still in Afghanistan. The, the economy completely crashed around him, and he was the one that gave GM the bailout so that they could afford to move their plants out of the U.S. Right, but I think you can't ignore that sort of moment of levity at such a solemn occasion. Agreed. And you can't... It's almost like a breath of fresh air. Like, oh my God, there are two dignitaries who are sharing a sort of a. They're like, yes, one started two wars, <laughs> but uh, one has a best-selling book. Yes, one has a best-selling book, but they're you know they're sharing a moment, and it's just a, it's just a moment in time, and it's something that like you don't if you don't if you don't read too far into it, you can just sort of accept and move on. Like for fuck's sake, I think guy- it's I, and, and the fact that they're in different part couldn't it be more different parties. You mm-hmm. know, I, I do. I mean. As much as I hate every Republican I've ever met, ever, 
Sorry, Jim. Uh, <laughs> no, just, I think it's also nice to see it is Republicans nice to see. Yes. and Democrats getting along in some capacity. Just like for one day, look, George W. Bush, let's not make him up to be the saint. I mean, yes, he was an honorable man with a man with integrity, but he also, you know, um, kind of suppressed the AIDS uh, epidemic. Iran-Contra. Iran-Contra. He, st- you know, he got into it with Saddam Hussein. Um, what that's probably what defeated him was that he didn't finish the job, right? So, it, 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 but it, it's and it is you put some things aside. You're right. It's a nice moment between Michelle and W, and I'm glad that it's over now. <laughs> and yeah. now we can get back to hating Trump. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, for 365 days, 364 days this year in 2018, we are going to just hate, 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 and then all you know. Okay, I mean, and then also to see George Bush kind of break down at the end it's like all right you know like at the the end of the day he is a human it's his dad it's his dad yeah exactly so it's just like okay you know um he is a you know i mean i cried you know at my dad's passing but that's only because i got the bill from the hospital (laughs) (laughs) see um we we all the impression my dad we all (laughs) grieve in our own ways um but i don't know i'm not gonna miss george w bush i'm not gonna but just you know what played in the back of my mind is that um, uh, one the other thing that I saw today so today as we, on Friday they buried George W uh, George HW Bush and the Secret Service put out their final um, notice about their watch over George HW Bush like they basically followed him literally to the grave and I'm like wow what a you know a waste of taxpayers money but B uh, a, kind of a, an honor to have and just to, to be able to just the idea of that sort of duty being instilled you know to this day for you know somebody who serves as the president Donald Trump is going to get that same exact treatment he, and he's going to get the same exact parade no Nick, well, I do not I do not think he does I really I will did Nixon um I remember you know what happened when I, when Nixon Died. I don't remember. How, yeah, honestly, I don't remember the perception. We'd have to look it up because I don't. I don't think Nixon. First of all, and I also like to say, you said the word duty. I did not laugh or giggle. <laughs> um, I tend to mumble. Did you ever see the movie Guarding Tess? No. It is with um, uh, Raising Arizona. Um, with Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. It's a really good movie. He's a Secret Service guy. Um, for a former president who was a Secret Service guy while he was president. Uh, I don't remember if he was, was assassinated or died in office or shortly after office, and he stayed on to take care of his wife, and they had a very contentious relationship, so to speak. It's a really, really good movie about w- what you're saying, and it turns out that you know she realized that this was the son that was worthy of her husband and her actual children who... You know, it was it's a, of privilege or slime, yeah. scumbags, and th- this guy really loved her husband and yeah. stuff like, and it wasn't a job, and 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 he stayed on to take care of her yeah. because he loved him so much and stuff. It was it's a good movie, but right. yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. I think this maybe this funeral and this the, the all these proceedings is sort of a a, a a national reminder that there can be honor and dignity in the office of the White House. And in government. It, it, you know what? Here's the tough thing about me jumping on the bandwagon with that. As much as I just said, it was nice that W, Republican president, and Michelle Obama 
the same day that's happening, the same day that's happening, you follow what happened in Wisconsin. Oh, right, about how the, the, uh, the outgoing Republicans are changing the, the, uh, the, the threshold of power or the balance of power so that the, gov- the incoming re- Democratic governor won't have as much power as the re- their, its predecessor. And it had to be signed off by the current governor, who literally his last action is taking away the power that he just had for the last eight years. The same thing happened two years ago in North Carolina. A Republican or a Democrat governor won in North Carolina, and they did the same thing. On the, on the eve of them losing power, they passed a bill that got signed by that governor, taking all the almost all the power, basically making him the Queen of England. You know, yeah. I mean, just a complete figurehead. And that's happening in a couple states, but the worst one is in Wisconsin, where they got their ass kicked. Yep. And so on the way out, you know, they, they transferred all the power to the one branch that they are still in control of. The legislature. And it's just, and that is in one of the more uh, gerrymandered states. And even with all the gerrymandered, it's one of those things where if three million votes were cast total, a million more went to the Democrats. Obviously, it, the state wants the Democrats in there, and they're still doing this to hold on to power. And so it's You're right. Fuck dignity and honor. In the no, government. right. It's, it's like while that's going on in Washington and people are saying, oh, this is nice. You didn't hear anything from Paul Ryan, still the Speaker of the House, saying, hey, as the leader of the Republican Party now or Mitch McConnell stand up and say, look, that goes against everything that, you know. So if you couldn't take away the people's votes, you took away what they voted for, mm-hmm. you know. And so and, and again, that's one party. Like the the Democrats won in states they haven't won before, and they haven't instantly turned around and said, "We're now restricting, you know, taking everybody who ever voted Republican, taking them off the voting log." Anyway, so mm-hmm. it's it's hard to say that. But I want to get back into something uh, something a little different. Um, you know, as, as a general rule, um, we we because of who is in our leadership are kind of being laughed at literally around the world. Now we're going out of our way to flaunt stupid. Oh yeah, you you hot blonde stupid. And what was it? The fortieth anniversary of SNL, where Jane Curtin was doing the news, and she said. When I was doing the fake news, you know, I was a young, good-looking blonde giving fake news. Now there's a whole network of me. <laughs> and it had, like, a, a montage of all the blonde, you know, ladies. Ladies! Uh, two of which are now ambassadors. One of which, the ambassador to Canada, and I, I you know... Is it Kelly Craft? Kelly Craft. Um, Is that her name, Kelly Craft? Kelly Craft. She, her husband... Is only about 40, maybe closer to 50 years older than her, and is a... um, Coal magnate. Coal magnate. Right. I mean, if you said this was his granddaughter, you would believe it when you saw the picture. At least 40 years younger. She's now the ambassador to Canada. And when asked, because Canada is very conscious about global warming and changes in the environment, uh, she believes in both sides of the science. Both sides of the science. Yeah. You know, um, and I just saw so many great memes. It's like, you know, uh, we think you have cancer, but I might not. So I, I'll take both sides. Or, or Hey, there's a light and dark side to the moon. There really is. There are there. two sides to science. Um, hey, you, the, you know, the earth is flat, so we have the north side and the south side. <laughs> 
And then, uh, how do you say this other woman's name? Heather. Heather Nauert? She, she, an ex-Fox commentator uh, who became a Trump surrogate, uh, she was very famous last year when she was sent over to speak um, at the, at a, at a, um, Oh, was it in in Norway where you know uh, where Normandy happened? Like the beach? It was like the oh. what was it? It was like the God do whatever I, anniversary she went over. Oh, there. With, the, with like the D Day, and, and she and she wanted and she, you know she was speaking with like eh, forget exactly the setup, but she was talking about the great relationship that the United States has had with Germany for years because you go back to like D Day and Normandy, you know, because we were both there, and it was one of those things. that's like yes. You are correct. Right. <laughs> that was the height of German-U.S. relations. Was it? Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? I believe in both sides of the war. <laughs> Wait. I, I mean, it, it, well, the the sad thing, the sad thing is, many in this administration, um, yeah, I'm thinking we're siding with the Germans. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. But, but that's that's who's now representing the United States at the UN. The woman who thought Germany was part of the Allied forces that landed at the beach. And here's the thing: did nobody proofread her her, her speech? I mean, because this was a big speech that she had gave in front of a lot of dignitaries, and nobody kind of. Or maybe they did. Or maybe, they did. <laughs> and that's and that's what we're putting out there. That those are our ambassadors: young, blonde. X Fox News, you know. Are you trying to get me aroused right now? <laughs> I don't oh, know. That's working. So, so last week we joked about everything that was said about Hillary and how awful she was, and she was going to do this, and the emails, and the this, and the that, and the PizzaGate mm-hmm. thing. And I said, you know, because of all the the things that have come to light that they blamed her or said she was going to do. That they have now done, we should start scouring the pizza parlors around the TC area looking for the basements. Yeah, fun uh, fun fact, uh, since the last podcast and this one, the Miami Tribune had broken a huge story, and I don't know how much you followed that, that our Secretary of Labor, uh, Alex Acosta, while he was the Attorney General for the state of Florida, the FBI had conducted a huge investigation into a billionaire uh, who who was running a child sex ring, who he and his billionaire buddies were rounding up 14 and 15-year-old girls doing, you know, what awful people do with 14, 15-year-old girls and getting them to recruit other ones. Mm-hmm. And his name is uh, Joe Epstein. And Joe or Jeff? Jeff. I'm sorry, Jeff. And as attorney general, he let him plead down to two counts Lower counts gave him 18 months in a truly a country club. Like he was, you know how pedophiles are are treated in prison. Generally speaking, you you know you've heard the. Do I? (laughs) Yeah, completely set in in a jail that wasn't meant to hold him. Uh, He was able to get work release. Uh, six days a week, up to 12 hours. His work release, he wasn't picking up trash on the highway. He got to go to his Office. offices. That they, and work. And, and, and work, yes. His, he got to work on his stuff during his work release. Um, sexual predators are not allowed to get this kind of work release. Here's the real kicker. Uh, they didn't inform 
any of the victims that the plea was being made because they're supposed to have their day in court. They're supposed to be able to face their accuser. They're supposed to also have a say in it. We're not talking two or three. And even if we were just talking one or two, but we're talking dozens and dozens. And the FBI was still investigating, coming up with more. We're talking dozens of girls. And they shut the investigation down, gave him complete immunity and and something that had never happened before, that nobody, that nobody in the state of Florida can find records of happening before. All the all the co-conspirators, whoever, the, who, whether we know them or be unknown and find out about them later, yes, they all get a free pass because you're going to plead to these two counts and go to jail ish for eighteen months. All of your cohorts are off the hook, and we're talking dozens of men. Dozens of very powerful men. This has just come out. that That's our secretary of labor. That's what he was pulling. And now just just finally, you know, they're going back and they're paying restitution. But that's, there's some people who don't want restitution. There's a lot of these victims who are coming out saying, I don't want restitution. Life in jail. Right. He raped me, you know, uh, and my friends and this. And all his buddies were in on this. But, yeah, but this guy gave blanket immunity to all those people. So, um Hate to rain on the parade, but Merry Christmas, everybody. Another rich billionaire gets to do whatever the fuck he wants. Merry Christmas, you old pedophile, you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't even want to talk. You don't have to get out the Trump whistle. I am done. I'm done. We won't talk about Mueller or what else was it? Oh, Mueller, uh, yeah. The Mueller's got stuff coming up, man. Oh, boy. It'll be Christmas next week. Don't worry. Uh, it's bad. Or, you know, what? I mean, here's what I love. The whole Mike Flynn thing. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Did you see the redacted? <laughs> oh, yeah. I like the one person tweeted out, uh, respect our flag. And it was the first line where you can see, like, the defendant is, and then it's just, like, all bars. Like, just like, literally, like, ten black bars. And it looks like the American flag. It's like, what the, why do you even waste the paper? I know. Uh, which I'm fine with. But I guess when Mueller says, I, re- I, I recommend the low end of sentencing to no jail time because of his outstanding cooperation and the investigations, plural. Like, I think he named it, like, the seven investigations going on. Right, including one into an individual one. What I love is, like, I saw it only on Twitter because so many people were forwarding it. Some woman screaming about how all us libtards just don't get it, that Mike Flynn is a patriot, and and she is begging people to go to the, like, uh so Mike, Mike Flynn, like relief fund for his lawyers. It's like, dude, he, you know, it, it's all, and it's all the fake lamestream media that's saying he flipped, that he's a real patriot. It's like, <laughs> did, did you not read any of this? Did you not? So, anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Are we going to get back to like laughing? Nip- does anybody, how far are we? Does from anybody Nancy remember Pelosi? laughter? No, I do. Okay. Can we go, can we go into my. Self-indulgent theater or what I've pitched for self-indulgent theater? Go ahead. So I sprung this on Joe mere moments before he changed the battery on the recorder. Uh, that uh, on the drive over, listening to a couple of, of the songs we're going to play at Uncharted and Lowell, Friday, December 14th. And Joe keeps talking. It's one of my favorite bits when Joe does his uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Uh I, you know, I, I'd also wouldn't mind if it was Mr. Sanders, uh, Senator Sanders, um, Paul Lynn, 
Maybe you can do a song as Paul Lynn. <laughs> Next week, do a Paul Lynn. But right now, oh boy. I, I, like, so Dan has a song that we're going to do called Firing Line. It's, it's one of my favorite songs. It's a typical Dan Cray love song. And uh, I would like Joe to read the lyrics to Firing Line um, as read by Jimmy Stewart from It's a Wonderful Life. There's nothing left to say. We, we've said it all before. It's everything we've said that's led to this. There, there's nothing left to do. We've done it all to death. It's time we've closed its eyes and laid our love to rest. It cuts like I'm being carved up from the inside, see? It aches like my hollowed-out gut's been packed with ice. And, 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 and that's just half of the weight of your sigh. That's why I... Pray they aim straight and I smile at the firing line. Was it worth the cost? The never-ending fight? Are you any better off, love, now that you've proved you're right? Light my last cigarette. My hands tied. Brush your lips across my cheek and pull the blindfold tight. Gosh darn it. Ta-da! It's fantastic. I, I I really liked that song before, and now it might be my favorite. And you can remix that all you want, Dan. Before we uh, get into this week's defunct sponsor, I would like to point out two things. Last week's defunct sponsor, I want it. <laughs> what was last week's defunct it, it, sponsor? It was the Tony and Phil Esposito hockey game. Oh, the tabletop hockey game. And if you can't find that, if we could just isolate the music in the background, because it was... It was, it was like early ABC Monday Night Football. It era. was pretty, you know, a little. It was great. It was great and uh, cleaning, you know, taking with the last couple bins, unpacking. Only been in the house a year. Found a couple gifts for Joe, and uh, you noted that the that the uh, metal school, not metal school. Uh, this is spinal. This is spinal tap book was uh it has a price tag on it, and it has a defunct sponsor on it. Building 19, $3.98. Uh, that book has got, I, you know, I didn't even look. Is there an inscription? Was was that given to me by anybody? No, no I don't think uh, so. Okay. Okay. Cause it was I, given to you by the good people of Building 19. <laughs> uh, well, that was those defunct sponsors. What do you think about this defunct sponsor? Hey, CBS, what's coming on? Friday, blast off to a galaxy far, far away. It's the Star Wars Holiday Special, starring all your Star Wars favorites. Will Chewbacca get home to his planet in time for the big Wookiee holiday celebration? Watch and find out. Then on Flying High, the girls put it on and take it off. You know what? What? I don't think either one of us is going to get much sleep tonight. Join us for a far-out Friday, beginning at 8, 7 Central and Mountain. You're on. All right, so yesterday the Pats played in Miami, and finally they've lost going into that game four of the last five in Miami. It is the stadium that in Denver are the two stadiums where Brady has his worst games. I don't mean just lost and has a losing record. Those are the only two stadiums he has a losing record, but awful, like some of his worst of the worst game. But finally they righted that wrong, I hope. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't that dated. Uh, moving on to other football things, yes, in the past couple days, 
there's been a big announcement with the XFL. It is planning on moving forward. Yep. It's coming back, baby. It named cities. Right. I think is uh, is the St. Louis? Seattle's getting a team. Yeah. And they're going to be using the same stadium that the Seahawks are in. Huh. Well, that I mean that this is supposedly taking place the week after the Super Bowl and running into April. Right, but you would figure Seattle. I mean, and and well, they the, don't need the whole stadium. <laughs> Just, but but then you're also going to have two more competing leagues: the AAF and the. Ameri- I think I'm a member of that. And the FFL, and I believe it's the FFL is the fantasy football league. Well, it might be, but it's mostly being put together by old players like Terrell Owens and stuff like that. I'm dead serious. They they are planning on being three late or early winter, early spring football leagues uh, in two years. Uh, nothing like football in late winter. And the dead of February. Yeah. It's it's it is it is very interesting. Is it all on Hawaii? Like is that yeah, how they You know that would right. The Hawaiian Football League. So it's going to be interesting to see and, and there's you know I think McMahon will at least see this through a couple years. Uh two or three years. I don't know if the other leagues even make it a year, but I I think I think he has more money now than when he started the XFL before. I mean the WWE, or, you know, or WWE, yeah, yeah WWE, WWE. Yeah. Is, is as big as it's ever oh, been. God, yeah, it's probably the biggest it's ever been, yeah. But but when you follow football like, you know, we do, there aren't enough quarterbacks in the NFL. Hmm. There's a reason there's a 41-year-old quarterback here and a 36, 37-year-old quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, and a 39-year-old quarterback or 38-year-old quarterback, Drew Brees, and a... 36, 37-year-old Philip Rivers, all having decent year. Well, Aaron Rodgers not having that great of a year. But, I mean, you have all the quarterbacks doing well because there aren't enough good quarterbacks to go around. I mean, this is going to and, – and I think you saw on Twitter um, there was a, a 99-yard run from scrimmage in the Jacksonville jaguar Tennessee Titan game yesterday. I've never seen a guy get caught – at like the 40 yard, 40 yards downfield and just shake off tacklers who made an effort to get there and it's just like I've never seen people dial it in more like right. <laughs> honestly I've never like they were checking their Instagram it, it, it's like, while they were doing the there's not enough good players to fill the 32 teams that are out there now well you know that didn't stop arena football now did it have you seen arena football? You haven't. <laughs> no, I have not. There's a reason those guys are playing arena football. But just think about like the travel you know, going from Seattle to say St. Louis in f- like the end of February. I mean, I mean, just the cost of doing that, and just like the potential for snow, you know, blizzards. You know, like what's? I don't know. I guess they'll make it work. I mean, it's, I they mean, do like, with hockey and stuff. I guess. Yeah, I guess so. So there's always a potential for that, and and it's usually rare, and they would do a workaround or something like that. But I mean. You know, so what are the so the X uh, the XFL? You, you you'll watch it, right? Uh, you know, uh, yeah, you'll, you'll watch game. Week uh, I'll, I'll check you out a couple. Of watch week well, one. here's the thing: it's like the suspended players, like Kareem Hunt, the guy who got you know thrown out of the well, he's on suspension in the NFL right now, and it's a lot of people think because he's young and he's so good, he will get another chance. I mean, Michael Vick, you know, drowned 
dogs with his bare hands, and he got another, you know, shot at this. Does Colin Kaepernick land anywhere? Colin Kaepernick does not want to play football. No, he's done. No, well, he hasn't played in three years. Is he? This is something I get involved. I get into an argument with management about sometimes, and I'm like, why am I arguing with her? Because she's taking it from the from the liberal snowflake. Well, it's it's because he's this black protester. He's not getting jobs. It's like no. He was a backup quarterback when that hole started. And, and I'm pro taking a knee. I'm pro Kaepernick in, in, in that movement. But what I'm not pro is he's a backup quarterback. If he wanted to play football, there's been football players who couldn't get jobs who went to Canada and played and worked their way back into the NFL. You know, Doug Flutie, for instance. You know, you could go down the list. He's part of the XFL now. Is he is he one of the coaches or something? I, I, something like that? Like he's an owner or something? I don't know. So so, so if Kaepernick wanted to play, and thing is, he doesn't want to play for backup money. He doesn't want to come in for six hundred, seven hundred thousand dollars a year. Friggin' millennials, man. It is. So when he lost, when when, and that's the other thing. He had another year on his contract. The 49ers didn't get rid of him. He thought he was going to go get another starting job somewhere else. Is he, when he last played, when we, when we last saw Gallagher, was he better than half the backups in the league? Probably, but you're not going to play a backup starter money, mm-hmm. and he doesn't want to play for that money. At the same time, you know, he doesn't want to be, I, I, I think people would take a publicity hit, you know, for, from that other side if he was a Tom Brady, an Aaron Rodgers, a Drew Brees. Right. But you want your backup quarterback being the reason you're at the eye of this storm. And again, if he went to Canada and tore it up and proved it's like, look, I'm better, a team, you know, there'd be more of an outpouring. But anyway, okay. so, but, but yeah, does Kaepernick play? But does Kareem Hunt, if he suspended next year, and the XFL comes. Does he go and play there, or can he play there? You know. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll have to wait and see. The other uh, the other big sports thing this week is Seattle. It wasn't on there. Uh, Seattle was just awarded the thirty second NFL franchise because with Vegas, there's now thirty one teams. Uh, Seattle and HL. NHL National you said Hockey. NFL, right? Oh, sorry, National Hockey League. Uh, the first. American-based hockey team to win the Stanley Cup was the Seattle Metropolitans and I believe in 17, so that would be seven years before the NHL started. No one cares about your dinosaur hockey teams, Dad. That's Biff, help me out here. <laughs> John, anybody? So yeah, so that, that wraps up in sports. So now let's get to what we're really here to talk about. Today's a big day. It is a big day. Oh, Super Smash Brothers? Go on. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate has been released for the Nintendo Switch exclusive, as we know. Can't wait! I can't wait to go home and play it. <laughs> or you can go upstairs and play it after the podcast because I went out and bought it. That's right. You think I'm weak? You think they're gonna let me play? <laughs> right. Well, you know, it's. I think if we can hook up another controller to it, I think it's like eight players or something like Whoops. that. but we bought it and um, I'm sure it'll be very fun to play Uh, I even went out and bought one of the new GameCube controllers that you can plug into the Switch using a GameCube adapter that was originally released for the Wii U the Switch's predecessor Uh, every iteration of Smash Brothers since 
Smash Brothers Melee, which came out in like 2001 for the GameCube, um, has had, I think, some sort of a GameCube um, uh, adaptability. Like, so when the Wii, ha- the Wii actually has GameCube ports on the side oh. because it doubles as a GameCube emulator. Like, it's one of those, it was one of those things where like Nintendo was transitioning from its old GameCube to the new Wii. They made it so it was backwards compatible. And so far so is that you could actually plug in the old GameCube controller. So when Smash came out for that, they made it so that you could play with GameCube controllers. Apparently, the GameCube controller is like the go-to for like Smash competitors. You know, it's just ergonomically, it all works well when playing uh, Smash. Because timing is everything. And it just, I guess it, it, it makes it... Uh, it's like the performance-enhancing controller <laughs> when it comes to playing Smash competitively. So I bought a new GameCube controller, which will actually play in my GameCube from 1999. So it's not like a weird like hybrid that it has like a new port on the end of it. It's like, no, you can plug it into an, any GameCube or anything like that and go. Any so, GameCube. Any GameCube. So there's yours right here. Yes. There's one at the Smithsonian. Right. <laughs> there's one at the Retro Expo that comes to town next year. Uh, any of the three working GameCubes. <laughs> How dare you, sir? The GameCube are, is popular. Are there more working GameCubes out there or DeLoreans that are <laughs> working time The GameCube machines? is actually a workhorse. The Wii is probably more fallible than the GameCube, my friend. But um, so we're going to, yeah, we'll have a weekend of, you know, and when we're not partying at your, uh, your families on Saturday, well, even maybe when we're partying on your family on Saturday, maybe we'll bring it over. Who knows? Or should I not? Maybe I should. Yeah, there's a hundred people in that. Right. They, they don't want, and the TV will be gobbled up by other things. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that if the TVs are on, it's on the U-Log channel. <laughs> Wait, you only have one TV? Oh, no. There's, there's two okay. big TVs at my parents' Yeah, yeah. I understand. I know. Nobody has two TVs. <laughs> well, you must be rich. <laughs> so there's uh, yeah. So we got games, uh, games, games, games. And um, uh, yeah, I, I, and I like playing the game, too. I like playing Smash. This has like a story mode, too. So like I don't have to be like that guy that goes online and tries to get my ass kicked by whomever else to... I don't know. Unlock yeah, but the characters. I, so yeah, that that's. So when I came here, Joe had just put the disc in for the first time. So you know, my dream squashes and your hope dashes all in one magical moment together. Got to share the boot up screen to it, <laughs> and that is that is Joe's oldest kid's go to jam, and. Every time I see it, it's just this battle royale. You're on some kind of floating platform. pedestal platform. Battling. I've never That's saw a it. story. Well, I think you're right. Exactly. Well, actually, two iterations ago of Smash. This is Smash Five, and I think on the third one, they had uh, a storyline. Like they had like the, an adventure mode, and that was you know well received. But they skipped it when the last one came out. So now they're kind of going back to it. They're and, incorporating it. And are these story modes like you know? Let's let's face it. I mean. Resident Evil is shooting zombies with a crossbow, but they have a decent story, you know, in the back. Is is this a story that you would say, you know, akin to the Batman Arkham storylines <laughs> or more of the sausage pizza delivery porn sausage lines? They, you know? I think there's a happy medium. I think we can find somewhere in between that uh, it doesn't, you know, titillate as much as the sausage pizza <laughs> delivery guy. Why is it supposed to be sausage? Wait a minute. Oh, I get it now. This is, yeah, it's one of those things where you go from like 
like the last adventure mode, you know, it's a, it would be a, one of those platforming, almost like a Mario game, but in 3D. And, you know, you'd fight enemies along the way, and then you'd get to a next checkpoint, and then you'd beat a boss eventually, and then it would go to a cutscene, and then you'd go to another location, one of those kinds of things. So, and, it, and back then, it was, and there was no dialogue. There was, like, no spoken dialogue, because it's, you know, Japanese or whatever. Is this the last big game release of the year? Yes, so this is the last big game release of the year. They actually had, yesterday, they had the, I don't know, fifth annual Game Awards. Like, it's like a big thing, like, you know, like the Oscars for gaming, you know, and... And Kevin Hart hosted Right, <laughs> yes. Nobody was offended by his presence. Uh, but, like, Red Dead Redemption 2 was, like, the big game. But it wasn't Game of the Year. God of War won Game of the Year. Oh, yeah. that wasn't even on our radar. Yeah, God of War is, you know, it's a, it's a good. If you're, it, it's, I don't know... Well, I have the original God of War 1 and 2 for the PlayStation 2, but this God of War is like, it, it, it was like a, a masterpiece, you know, it was, a, it looks beautiful, it played great, had a, an emotional storyline and all that stuff, so... Spider-Man wasn't Game of the Year. Spider-Man was nominated for Game of the Year and it did not make it, yeah, so... It's uh, like the Susan Lucci of games. <laughs> it, it, it was one. One year. It wasn't the Susan Lucci of games. <laughs> All right. You know, Susan Lucci, you Did know. Did any Spider-Man games win game of the year? I don't think, I think only one was nominated. It's a yes or no. <laughs> it's a simple question, Norm. A baby could answer it. If you were stranded on an island and you were a hot dog, would you eat yourself? <laughs> I, 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 I guess. You answered right, Norm. Keep going. I don't know the rest. I'm sorry, sir. No, I, I would. I I'd slather myself up with mustard. I'd be so delicious. <laughs> uh, all right. So now Jacques is uh, leaving comedy for a second to go to my wall of games, so that we can continue this farce of me reviewing video games randomly. Just pick any old fucking game off the shelf. I don't care if I've already seen it. I don't care if the. You know what? Guess what? Let's assume. That nobody listens to our podcast. It's going to be always new. Every we could do the same game every week, and then everybody listening would not remember the previous week. And by the way, I have two game cubes. Just so you know, <laughs> I have two game cubes. I'm looking. Nobody at has two game cubes. Right. <laughs> no, you're right there. Um, it looks like you pulled out a. Uh, I'm going to say a, a PlayStation Three game, and it. Um, it's not Grand Theft Auto, and it's not The Last of Us. So G H I J K. Huh, what is it? Um, uh, I'm gonna say. Oh man, what is it? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit myself, which I usually do every night, but I can't think of what it could be. It's uh, what's the first letter? H. It is an H game, and it's PlayStation Three. God damn it! I don't know, man. Not I don't know. No, I don't know. I do, I do not know that. <laughs> you got to clean it out. Oh, Heavy Rain. That was yes. Haven't finished this game. This is the director's cut. Heavy Rain for the PlayStation Three, exclusive to the PlayStation. They re-released it for the PS4. It's you know one of those like great. Um, it's kind of a play X to win, or push X to win kind of games where you it's more about story than actual gameplay. Uh, this is where I think you start off in a mall, and you're a father of a son who goes missing. 
and um, yeah, you're you're calling for the sun throughout the entire game, like throughout the entire opening scene. Like you're going through this crowded mall, and I forget the kid's name, but it's a meme on social media. Anybody who's into the games knows this meme because um, that's all you do. You push the button and you call his name. It's like Craig or something like that. Or I forget. It. I forget. But um, then that propels you into the story. Um, oh, maybe, maybe I'm thinking of Last of Us. No, no, the, the heavy rain. Oh, wait. I'm confused. I'm a confused individual who pretends to have a podcast. Well, some days. <laughs> when a boy loves a woman. <laughs> <laughs> heavy rain. Um, yeah, let's see. A rash of serial killings have struck fear into the hearts of men. No, I, can't. I, I tried to read it, but it was uh, not open. Right. Into the hearts of an East Coast city, someone is terrorizing the city's sons, drowning them and leaving an origami figure in their lifeless hands as a ghastly signature. The authorities have no leads, and the public is consumed by fear and suspicion. Sounds like a certain society that we live in today. <laughs> um, but the, this is, a, you know, it's a very good, uh, mature game worth your time and it's available on ps4 so i would say go out and buy it and it's not expensive and it doesn't like it's not like it's not it doesn't it doesn't gobble i don't think it doesn't gobble up your time uh too much it's a it's a nice it's a nice steady uh you know if you stick with it i which i do not um you know it's a it's a good i don't know 10 hours well, or may, maybe it's only expensive if you get the director's cut why how much is it going for Oh, it's well. Somebody's selling it for twenty seven eighty nine. But that's pretty much the medium I'm seeing on director's cut online. I, you know, I guess so. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe the PS4 version is like thirty nine ninety nine. I haven't really looked into it. I, I lie. I basically <laughs> lied to you. I said it's not expensive, and it could be like a fifty dollar game still, and I don't know. It's not available on the cube though. It is not. Okay. But it, you can't use a GameCube controller on it for some reason. Fantastic. <laughs> okay. Um. So I haven't watched much this week. But, you know, I'm sorry, I watched a lot of Pat's highlights because they crushed the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, that's two weeks ago now. But I uh, I did see on Netflix, and it's really interesting, and I want to talk about this while we're still on gaming, Minecraft Story Mode on Netflix. Did you see this? No, is it like, it's an animated adventure? It's a telltale game. Like, we have it for both the PlayStation and on one of the other platforms that we have, what do they just splice the cutscenes together to make a movie? You no, well, it's it's the movie, but so we went to play it on. So I see it, and the boys are sitting there. I'm like, "What the hell is this?" And the trailer, it was the same game. It's again, Pat Oswalt is the lead character in it, uh, the guy who should be hosting the Oscars, or as you like to call it, the Gay Super Bowl. That's not what I call it. Uh, the Super Bowl for the gays. I mean, you know, anyways. Uh, no, but it's one of the Telltale games. And so I press play, and I get the message that says, oh, you need to play this on an OS, OSI device or OS? Oh, oh an iOS. iOS device. Like an I'm old! That's an Apple device. You. And so it did. It's like, you can play this on your tablet or your phone, but you can go to Minecraft, or you can go... And it's interesting because, like I said, it was put out by Telltale. It was one of those Telltale games, and as far as I know, they're... Uh, a future sponsor? <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, right, 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 right. That's right. Yeah. 
they're gone. Telltale Games is going. So going whoever on. owns, you know, the Minecraft must uh, like maybe license them to make the game, but they control the rights because it's a, it's the same game. Like, yeah. you know, so when it was showing you, you know, the preview and stuff like that, and you have to make decisions, you know, you know this guy comes and he offers an apple, you know. It's like a choose your own adventure kind of thing. Right. Oh, oh the future of entertainment, I guess. Or, or the future that's on Netflix now, but it's been around for a couple of years. But I thought it was interesting that Netflix is... You know, gotten into that. Yeah, and that, and they paid $100 million for, what was it, like, some crazy amount of money for another season of Friends? There was, yeah, because they were going, they they have all 10 years, 10 years of Friends, mm. and they were going, it was going to expire, and people lost their shizzles. Yeah. Um, but there, there was a good, there was a really good skit uh, commercial on Saturday Night Live. Oh, I saw a bit of it, yeah. About Netflix. They have so much con- content that by the time you get done scrolling down their choices, new ones have already right. already shot new ones that complete and it showed like, you know, the Netflix, um, the movie scrolls like in the uh, Infinity oh, logo. Infinity, yeah. it's like, and we complete the, uh, uh, it was much funnier than I'm saying. Yeah, right, it's much funnier than the original comedy. Uh, but that's my thing. If you, uh, God, what have I been? I've been watching a lot of uh, Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Like I'm, I'm kind of stuck on that Pluto TV. I, I, that talk about old school, man. That's a, a service. It's supposed to be like I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. It's this app that you can get on some smart TVs, and you can go to a website, uh, Pluto TV, and you can also download the app for your smartphone and tablet, where it's streaming. It's like a cable guide setup. Cable guy! Cable guy! And they have a Mystery Science Theater channel is one of the channels that you can watch. And they show commercials, you know. And I'll sit through the commercial. The commercial breaks are like, you know, a minute long or maybe a minute and a half. You know, they're not as long as like, say, TBS, which has like, you know, three minute long, four minute long commercial breaks. Um... And I'll sit through the commercials just to watch like old mystery science theaters that I haven't seen before. Um, So much so that like even though they offer mystery science theater episodes on Netflix commercial free, I'll still kind of like absorb the programming. Like talk about like giving up on life. That's that's the first sign of something going awry in someone's life. If you you want to reach out to somebody in your life that you love that you think is being isolated and weird, check to see if they're watching commercial free or commercial television on Pluto TV. Cuz that's what I've been doing. Um yeah, I just uh, you know, I'll flip between that and then the Rift Tracks has their own channel. Uh I watch that. Um those are my stories. I kind of like, you know, I, I'm hanging out with Joel and the bots, hanging out with Mike Nelson. Um, it's uh, it's a pretty pathetic life. I'm not proud of it. You know, it's a, it's a, you know, I was basically biding my time until Smash came out, and now, now I can focus all my energy towards that. Will you actually play Smash, or will you just not be able to get the TV? <laughs> I know I'll, I'll play Smash. Yeah. Oh, who I will. will your character be? Uh, I don't know. I'll probably start with Mario and go from there. I like Mega Man, I guess. I don't know. I'm not... Uh, Samus or Rand, maybe. I don't know. I, this, uh, basically, not going to be the Inklings? I could be the Inklings if I wanted to be, but probably not. Um, I might be Rob the Robot. I kind of like Rob the Robot. Uh, you know, the, the robotic operating buddy that used to come with the, the original Nintendo. Do you remember when they first came out with Nintendo in, the, in 85? They sold it with a robot that played a no. game. Oh, okay. 
ROB, Robotic Operating Buddy. It's a, it was a sh- My buddy. My buddy. My robotic buddy. My robotic buddy. Uh, but it, it was, a, long story short, it was one of those short-lived, like, it's not a video game because the video game market had crashed. It's an entertainment system, including a robot. And kids like robots, and it's a toy, and they sold in the toy aisle, and it was a whole thing. And it was basically a foot in the door for Nintendo back into the video game market and back into people's homes. You know, it was like, oh, well, it's not... Like, this is the future of video games. This isn't, like, your shitty Atari and ColecoVisions that you've piled up in your basement for years with the the, 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 the cadre of bad games. And two GameCubes. <laughs> yeah, and two GameCubes. Now... Uh, ironically enough, the two games on which the op- the ROB the Rob robot worked with are the two worst games for the Nintendo Entertainment System, in my opinion. But E.T. Right? No, <laughs> that's Atari. Uh, but so, but then now that they've incorporated that as a a, um, a Smash Brothers character, so that's Rob the robot. Wasn't that exciting? Is there any parenting tip or anything you want to talk uh, about? I'm thinking my parenting tip is it's probably best if you have a. Eight-year-old son who breaks a, uh, a, a Nintendo Switch to do it at a friend's house. How dare he? To, to do it at a friend's house in which you can't make him go outside and pick a Switch to deal with it. Wait, so yeah. Wouldn't that be the most ironic thing? Like, go get the Switch <laughs> for breaking the Switch. So that would be my parenting tip. That and, you know, uh, we'll, we'll do a follow-up next week. We, we, we've taken off the fat shaming of me for a week or two. Oh, it's but, the holidays, man. But we'll also uh, find out of how, how true I held on to the absolutely no screens. You know what? I don't even want him looking out a car window for the <laughs> next week because that's almost like a screen. <laughs> Oh man! Right. Don't even have him go through a screen door. No. Like just, no. Oh, he might go through one. It's just not going to be open first. <laughs> See, I set him up. He knocks him down, baby. That's how it works in this town. I'm going to knock him down. Right. <laughs> right. Oh man, you are not having way too many witnesses. Around <laughs> with this. He is not joking, folks. <laughs> I would keep an eye on this family. Uh, but do you have a parenting tip? God no. <laughs> so we'll leave it off by. Uh, Thank you, everybody, again. Uh, for the two people who live in the area who don't know, that would be Peter and Steve. <laughs> um, make sure you're at Uncharted and Lowell next Friday, 9 o'clock, to see Dan Cray and Beyond Did. I was laughing because neither Peter nor Steve listen to the podcast. But Floor, right, Floor. Yeah, Floor tell Steve. You're, you're going to the show. Yeah, right. <laughs> Have him stay home with, uh, with the baby. Yes, exactly. It's a girls' night out. <laughs> and it's ladies' night tonight. <laughs> Little Blues Brothers reference. Uh-huh. I got it. So what are we going out on? Uh, well, let's see. You've already done firing line, so we're we're, we're playing a little capo lull. Okay. That's what we're going out on. So, Jacques, what a wonderful, magical night this was. Uh, hopefully, we'll get to continue next week on Carnival Personnel. But until then, just don't forget. 